everybody. It's good to be back. This is Minnesota number 27, Flying High. You're listening to the Wilderness Tamer podcast, and thank you all for continually tuning in. The numbers are still growing, even though I have not even put out an episode in going on four weeks until now. Even considering I was talking to Brian Collins of Dry Pocket Apparel the other day, and I'll get into him towards the end of this episode just because I'm trying to record this while it's fresh. I acquired another country that this podcast is reached in, and it's Switzerland. So that puts me in 11 countries for this podcast. I had no idea I would be reaching a global audience, I should say. So I figured that was pretty cool, and I want to thank for all y'all who are listening around the world. But anyways, getting into my day. And boy, did my day start off before butt crack early. I mean, butt crack had his pants pulled up. There ain't no butt crack showing. I started at 3 a.m. and had to catch a flight in Jacksonville by 7. So I pulled out of Valdosta, drove all the way down to Jacksonville, which is an hour and 55 minutes. It ain't that bad of a drive. Really quite easy. But it was also my first time flying ever in my adult life. So I kind of got mixed feelings, and I'll get into that here later in the podcast. But. One thing's for sure, I will say the airport, they know what they're freaking doing. Because for someone never doing it and walking in completely like, duh, it was very easy. A lady directed me to a kiosk. She just pointed, said, go do that. I clicked everything in, as it said. Super easy because I was flying domestic. They didn't even weigh my stuff, but I did go through TSA. Went through fine. The guy didn't even really make me take off a lot of stuff. Mainly just like a watch, wallet, and, you know, just the basics. Didn't have to get touched or anything like that just kind of got x-ray which i thought was kind of weird it didn't feel right but it is what it is but anyways i ain't scared about that my thing is the metal coffin with a rocket engine on the side i know as many people i saw going through all the airports that i went through today and i'll get into what my schedule was because i went around my elbow to get to my asshole and i mean the crumbling asshole of usa and i mean california that's not a slot, but seriously, driving in, y'all, I feel like, I was like, I think I saw that in the Sicario movie. <laughs> uh, just, it's just how it looked. So don't hate me for it. I'm just joking, but not really. But anyways, we're in an ice hotel. I'm joking around, but a decent area, but I just feel like I wouldn't want to walk around here at night, I'll tell you that. Um, not strapped. But other than that, it was pretty, seeing it from the top, seeing the mountains coming in. But what ha- after I got in the plane, I was like, get back on my store after TSA, getting a little horse before the carriage here. Got through TSA, loaded up, put all my stuff back on, got my bag packed, and uh, started walking. Well, I was looking for what the flight number I thought was like the bay number or the gate. I was sitting there walking all the way around these terminals, and finally I found this guy and just asked him. He's like, no, it's this number, and I just went and looked at the departure boards. Like I say, I knew I didn't know what to do, but I figured it out really freaking quick, and it was actually quite easy. Once I found my thing on the departure board, I was right at the gate. Really, I was pretty freaking nervous. Anxiety was on a very high level, and I had nothing to calm it down. And, uh, so, but, like I said, this job, you somebody just got to buck up and do it no matter what. And like you say, what are the chances? Even though the safety meeting having to worry about, like, you know, 
or what they call the safety meet. I was like, this plane crashes and we're at 37,000 feet up. We're just going to ride it out and splat like a, you know, like a water balloon on a damn concrete sidewalk. But if it is what it is, but uh, feeling that power though, every human being needs to experience that. No matter if it's just for a little bit or whatever, but from us humans going from sticking stones to something like that, I mean, I know this space is something else, but to master air, holy shit. Them suckers take off quick. Now, the turbulence, when it got down to the turbulence, I was not a fan, especially the first jet. I was sitting more about three quarters of the way back, and uh, even my last flight of the day, which I will get into eventually, I'm working through my schedule here, it was just, it was ripping and rolling. And even the bigger jet, it was okay. But once he started coming down, boy, howdy. It was, it was rough. Because I had a win again, or I'll, I'll just say that. Anyways, I'll get into it. After I got on the plane to Jacksonville, I shot down to Miami. Hour and a half. It wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, let's be the first, you know, take that step and just do it, you know. If these little... And there's little families and old women and people getting on. I'm like, look, if they can fucking do it, I can do it too. <sighs> but anyways, I got on, sat in there, ended up sitting in some dude's seat, which it really wasn't that bad. His wife was sitting in my seat, but I wasn't sitting over there next to his little girl. So I think we just worked it out that way. But anyways, I know uh, I sat down, like I said, I was sitting in the window, and the window was kind of further back, so I couldn't get like a frontal look good, but I was able to turn my head enough where I could see out. And with me, I gotta visually just make myself do something. Now, I will say this: I, I laughed at this. As soon as that plane started taking off and it got up to like 10,000 feet, I instantly just had like vertigo, and I felt like I was standing on a two by four on a 30 foot rickety scaffolding. It was just, oh my god! And I just immediately, I was like, okay. I watched it, and I shut the window, and that's when I immediately started. I put in my headphones, put on one of my podcasts, and I rolled with it. I listened to some Joe Rogan today, some Lex Friedman. Some of y'all need to check that guy out. He's a little dry, but he has some very good episodes on there. Lex Friedman podcast. Check it out. And some good hunting podcasts, too, like Stickbow Chronicles, too. I listened to a couple of them, and I got some Netflix saved. Watched a good documentary called Chasing the Coral Reef. It was just pretty cool. It's sad because y'all need to check out what's happening in the Coral Reef. It was pretty, it's going to be rough. But, anyways, we go down to Miami and I get down there and uh, I go to look for the baggage claim and uh, I find this uh, another thing this is not a slide against Spanish but I think I would have been better off speaking Spanish down there because that's all I heard in Miami which I understand it is what it is it's like a mecca but anyways that's just the point I asked this lady and uh, she told me she said oh don't worry about your bags you just get them when you get in California. And I was like, are you sure? And uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, so I was like, okay. I said, so they'll maybe put on my next flight. She was like, yeah. She scanned this little barcode ticket I had. <coughs> and her ride is rain. And we went in there and I was, we went and stood at my gate. And uh, nervous as hell again. But this was a bigger jet. I, held, like I was seat 34, so it was a full-on jet liner. And uh, just the thundering power, man. It's like a thousand quarter horses running by you at once. It's just, it's just a lot. 
I'm kind of, like I said, it's 10:25 here in California. I don't even know what the time for. I don't even know what the gap is from back from southeast because I'm kind of tinged up from this whole day. It's got me going, so I figured why not put some productivity productivity to it. But after the Miami ride, we ended up going to Phoenix. And I watched the ocean for a little bit, but then I got where I couldn't really see land that much. And uh, it kind of tripped me out there. I was like, frick me. I don't mind the ocean on a boat. I can swim. It's just I don't want to be smacking that water at umpteen thousand or you know, a couple hundred mile an hour. But um, anyways, like I say, it's just a thing that I think about. Um get off there and it wasn't that bad now i will say this the phoenix airport is freaking big i got off on a terminal and my terminal I had to go on was like two down but luckily they had those walking escalators or it's kind of like escalator stairs but they're flat and boy you can flat get it on them suckers as long as there ain't no one in front of you and i was scooting along just walking my normal gait but by this time i was feeling it because i think i not know for damn sure i'm going to get some dramamine before I go next time because when that turbulence was hitting especially being towards the end of the plane which I'll get into more here in a minute it was I started getting sick especially when they started diving in going to land but like I said this is all shit you learn going out <laughs> being the first time I had no damn clue and overall it was an okay experience I just I, to me, I, the only time I want to fly is when I'm having to go to a destination for a dream hunt of mine. I will not mind flying then. I'll take the chance. But just from just to come to California, which I know is for business and work, and I'm really excited for the opportunity, it has definitely opened up a lot of avenues, or will, I should say. There's been a lot of freaking training. That's, that's why I put out nothing. But I do got episodes dropping this week. Speaking of that real quick, I'm going to have a guy this week sometime, and then this weekend, I'm going to have Ryan Farrell of Rope Reaper Calls. So we talk a little turkey because season's practically here. It's on the doorstep. But anyways, getting back to the flight, if you ever go to Phoenix, just be prepared to walk. That's all I can say. And I will say this, I got to experience three types of jets that today, small, medium, and medium. The last one going to California, it was an hour and a half ride. I mean, as soon as he got up, like you feel him are like just jetting it, like felt like he was just rocketing straight up. And then he just started coming down and dropping in to California. And uh, it was cool seeing that come in, but I still got that vertigo. I was like, holy shit, but the turbulence was so bad i don't know if it was just the gust or the thermals from the mountains sweet baby jesus like i was probably why i'm still up right now i'm like hooey <laughs> it was funny because there was a couple of co-workers up front they were, they were riding up front they said they were clenching their seats too because it got pretty bad and i say bad it it was enough for me to like kind of just hold on to the, my backpack in my lap i was like well this is it they're gonna at least know my backpack was here but um and I know that's just a normal damn thing. And I know I sound like y'all can call me Mangina or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but like I said, I don't mind it. And I feel it was fun. And I did enjoy it. But I don't 
I mean, if I can drive, I'll just put it, yeah. If I can drive, I can drive. <laughs> That's about plain and simple. I don't mind it. I mean, I mean, I can understand if you're on a schedule for like a moose hunt in Alaska or something, you got to get up there. You don't have time to take two off, two pretty much two weeks almost just to drive up there. I think that's what my dad and mom did back in the day when he got stationed up there and uh but and then like I say once we got in California it was pretty seeing that but man as you could just tell us it looked like a if I had to say it reminded me of like Mexico Sicario movie I know y'all seen that new one it's even got a second one, which is very good both of them are pretty good and uh it's a good cartel movie but and it looks like a sprig of like Daytona Panama City houses everywhere and I mean there's some good looking ones but you just I don't know California is definitely fucking different and that's all I really got to say about that <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some beautiful spots I do want to go see the redwoods and all that that is definitely on my bucket list I'm pretty sure that's beautiful up in northern California but down south yeah it's just I mean it's a lot of vineyards, I'll say that. This the guy told me he said I think there's more vineyard here than most in Italy or some something like that. He told me something, so don't quote me on that. But it has been a very, very long day and I'm trying to just give y'all something, let y'all know what's up to date and why I've been kinda quiet here lately, but I have not stopped and I'm gonna keep going. I've got plenty of guests coming on and some pretty decent guests as well. And I'm just gonna leave it at that too. But other than that Good luck to all y'all turkey hunters. Keep practicing them calls. Call in that big one. Now, for the sponsor of this podcast is Dry Pocket Apparel. They are the future of swimwear. They come with an integrated dry bag as a pocket with a self-sealing magnetic strip that is certified to go 100 feet down and it will keep your phone dry as a bone. So go check them out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and as well as drypocketapparel.com. And if you see something you want, use promo code WILDERNESS to get you 25% off. Now, you can put in a pre-order for the new self-sealing dry pocket dry bag backpack, which is freaking sweet, especially for guys that like to wade up rivers, duck boats. And I'm personally, I've got an idea. I'm going to use it for a scent-free bag for hunting. When I'm out working, I can put my hunting clothes in that bag. I mean, seriously, guys, you let go of these magnets, and they just seal, self-seal. And it's got another flap you can Velcro over. So, and they're good to 100 feet. It's a good-sized bag, but like I said, I'm going to use it to uh, self-like, keep scent-free clothing for hunting and all that throughout the day if I'm working. So all i got to do is throw on my boots and go spray down with some dead-down wind and go get that whitetail. I'm so excited for this season. I cannot wait. I feel like I gotta redeem myself, especially after the last weekend of uh, whitetail season here in Georgia. Well, guys, I'm tired of rambling on. I know y'all are probably gonna think, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" But it's been a long day. But I figured, what the heck, I might as well do something. So, y'all have a good week. Stay tuned. New episodes are definitely coming soon. <laughs>